Win at Work and Life with Nikki Bush is the podcast where you and I explore what it means to win at both work and life. Today, you get to choose how to create a life of meaning and self-expression that includes both your work and life outside the office with your family. In this episode, I'll be talking to composer, conductor, and choir master, Ralph Schmidt, most well-known for taking the Indluvu Choir from obscurity to fame after they came second in America's Got Talent in 2019. But more than that, between Ralph and the choirs he works with, they bring people together they raise hope and give us a different perspective of ourselves. Talking up hope and perspective, that's exactly what my talks, What If, What If Happens and Reframing Disruption do for your audience. You can find out more at nickybush.com. So more about Ralph. He's a choir master for the Endlovo Choir and the Rodin School Choir. He is committed to upliftment through music education. And he says, just because you're born in poverty, doesn't mean you are poverty. And I think that really does give us the depth of the man. Ralph and the Indlovo Choir love to get involved with causes like Roger Federer's Match in Africa, UNICEF, and so much more. He's married and has two young sons. Welcome to the Win at Work and Life podcast, Ralph. What an honor to spend the next half hour or so talking about the power of music to raise hope, raise people up, and bring people together. And having watched you work live, I was actually in one of your audiences, uh, I think it was about two years ago, it was just after you got back from America's Got Talent. And of course, being entertained by your amazing music videos on YouTube and social media, I can't wait to get into this conversation. Oh, thank you very much for having me. It's great being here and uh, uh, good day to the listeners. Thank you. Well, there's so much that we could talk about, but we're living in COVID times, in turbulent times. And with this global pandemic, there's a lot of fear, there's a lot of stress running high. And music really does have the power to help people to access and process their emotions. So I wanted to delve into that with you because you've obviously got a recipe that really works to galvanize people, to pull them out of the, the state that they're in. How does that work? Yeah, I suppose it's 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 just you know the music that 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 we like and the music we we we, we do is uplifting. I suppose for a variety of reasons. Um, you know, immediately when you put these beautiful young people and you take their talents and you package them in a way that it's accessible to so many people, you know, who doesn't like hearing a baby talk or a baby uh, you know a baby make noises and and as young people grow older you've got this natural beautiful young voice um that that develops that that's untrained you know we don't train i don't i personally don't train any of the choristers i teach them basic vocal technique um but i don't want to fiddle with their voices because i want to keep that innocent youthful sound um and i think that is instantly uplifting regardless of the genre of the song you know we we we, we sang you know, not all our songs are, are, are happy and clappy and jumpy. We did a beautiful, um, or at least I think it's beautiful, obviously I'm a bit biased, but a beautiful collaboration with the, uh, the singer Barita, where we did a song about gender-based violence, which a lot of people also contacted us. It's such a heavy topic, but you, you presented it in such an uplifting way. And, that, and that is the, that's the beauty of working with young South Africans. Um, and I think, you know, South Africa's a, uh, there's never a dull moment in South Africa. I would hate to live in New Zealand or Canada where absolutely nothing happens. 
um, because in South Africa, there's always some excitement and, and we're always on the verge of wondering what's happening to our country. Are we going to be okay? And I think when you look at young people like the Nglobu Singers, um, you, 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 you look at that, you look at that talent there and you, and, and you look at the, you, you can hear the soul of the youth when they sing. And I think that's, that's instantly uplifting. It not only uplifts us, but it fills us with optimism of what our country can be. Yeah, it's it's um, it's that hope. Uh, it's it's that you can be anything you want to be. In a way, you know, when I when I look at the work you do, and I think in another lifetime, I'd love to come back to be able to sing and entertain people and shift their emotions in that way. But uh, in a way, you are as the conductor, arranger, composer, directing energy. At the end of the day. That's what absolutely, you do. absolutely, and energy is a huge part of our performance. And I, I often say to them, "Energy, energy," and they, they dance harder. And I say to them, "No, it's not that. Don't overdo your choreography because then you look silly. But use your eyes, connect with people. Then and and th- th- there's a connection in energy, um, and it's infectious. And infectious, I suppose, is not a good word to use these days. But um, uh, but it is. It, but it is. Yeah, <laughs> it instantly. It, <laughs> we, our, our energies connect, yes. and 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 if you are genuinely loving what you're doing and genuinely connecting with the audience, um, then that 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 audience member is going to share in your joy of the of that performance, and and that's extremely important. I often say to the chorister, I say to them, I say, you know, you're doing this song for the thousandth time or whatever, but th- this audience member is possibly hearing it for the first time. And you have to, regardless what's going on in your own life, you've got to put that aside and you've got to bring this energy to the stage. That's your job as a performer. It's a form of escapism that you're offering people. Um, And uh, it's very important to us that people leave our performances feeling uplifted. And we've put a lot of effort into that. Those kids, when they go on stage, they leave nothing behind. Um, They they, they put it all out there every single time. Um, And... And, and you can't help but watch them. And I'm going to translate in the videos as well and, 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 and feel that energy. And, and, and that is, that's something very special where, you, where, 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 where you're sharing energy and connecting with one another through the energy that you're sharing. Yeah, for me, the active word there is connection. You know, you were talking about eye contact. Um, that, that is the feeling that I get. I have to say, even when I watch your videos, mm. um, it feels like they're talking to me. They're reaching through the screen because they're going beyond the head. You're actually touching that chord of the soul, I think, which is, I guess, why there's that power of being able to rally people around a song or a cause. Or, um, I mean, I just think of that Jerusalem song and you use music and you use movement together um, and create such amazing energy. And, you know, that that song has has just galvanized people around the world, hasn't it? Not just your version, but so many versions of that song. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, it was the perfect song, and also at the perfect time. It was a beautiful, socially distanced dance. Um, and, and it was just wonderful that it gave people the distraction, um, uh, you know, during a time where we were kept apart. We still can't, you know, as humans, we naturally want to be together. We naturally want to connect. We're social beings. Um, and, and being able to do so online through these various dance challenges and to see people all around the world joining us 
um, was, was, was very special. I mean, not only our dance, uh, 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 or not only our version of Jerusalem, but I mean, like you said, all the others. Um, you know, I spoke to KG uh, the other day. We did, we did Jerusalem with him and Robin Island. Um, and uh, I asked him, I said, you know, how did you feel seeing all these people around the world? He just, he, he just chuckled. He, I mean, how do, what, 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 how do you answer that question? Um, it must be incredible seeing the whole world responding to your song and dancing to it and, and, and really music uplifting, not just South Africa, but the world. And, and even, uh, you know, how many groups of teachers and, and kids at school, you know, during that tight lockdown time earlier last year, we're, we're actually galvanized to do that. Is it, in a way, a team build? You know, it, it was something that brought them together as well. They were all learning the same moves. They were on the same page at the same time. And there was that great feeling of connection, as you say. Um, yes. As well as um, in that situation, mastery. Uh, you know, mastering something new, mastering a song, mastering the moves, all of those things. And when everybody starts off not very capable and eventually they get it going and it gets better and better, that also galvanizes energy. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, it's also wonderful just bringing the, back to the choir, you know, seeing, uh, and, and at Rodine as well, you, you, you see these young kids come for their audition and and, 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 you know, when, when you come for an audition, you're, you're, you're typically very nervous and it's quite intimidating. There's this big guy sitting at the piano telling you to sing. And, and uh, you know, the first thing you've got to do is you've got to raise your shoulders and puff out your chest and take a big deep breath to make a sound. Um, and to see them go through that process and to self-actualize and, and to master uh, the skill, I, well, I always say we will never master it. You know, you can never master art or, or performance, but we, we try very hard to get close. Um, and to see the, 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 the self-actualization of these young people um, is possibly the nicest part of my job. Mm, so what you're really alluding to is how, in a way, the doing of it, the motion shifts the emotions. So the nervousness that they come in with the change of the set of the shoulders, the stepping up, the putting yourself out there actually does shift the emotion. Um, and for everybody right now, during this pandemic, when you're sedentary sitting in front of a screen in the four walls of your bedroom or your lounge or your dining room, wherever you happen to be remote working from, it's quite constraining and we don't get a lot of sensory input. So movement is really important that we get out and we, we have exercise, etc. But I've been thinking so much about one of my morning rituals recently. And when I have my shower in the morning, I put music on and I kind of choose an anthem for the day. You know, I scroll through YouTube and I look at all the different music videos and then something just appeals to me, depending on what I'm facing in the day, whether it's a negotiation or whether I'm kicking off a new project or whether I'm feeling happy or sad. And I pick a piece of music that helps me to access what I'm feeling at the time. You know, how does that uh, resonate for you? And with these, these kids who in this choir have come from literally nowhere and nothing, and have been raised up through music. I mean, you must have just seen something incredible there. Yeah, I mean, it's, it's I mean, like I said, seeing see them self-actualize, but I think, uh, you know, you're talking about a routine. We, you know, we also have a routine. We, 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 
you know, health, we, we're very strong on the healthy body, healthy mind aspect um, of our choir. We, 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 they had gym sessions with a professional biokineticist um, and aerobics instructors. Um, obviously, to do the choreography is a huge job. Um, got a full-time social worker, uh, tutors to help with academic support. So it, it really is just so much more than, than, than the music. Um, and I think if, you, if, if your mind is in the right place, and, you know, in your case, find a song at the start of the day. I, I like going for a run early in the morning. Um, and it just, just helps settle you down and, and, and kind of plant you for the day. Uh, and I know many of our singers have, have, have very much the same type of routine, routine. A lot of them are very into their exercising and their gymming and their running um, and, and all sorts of things. So, yeah, very, very important and, 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 and a vital part of, of, of helping us self-actualize. I think it's, 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 not, it's, it's just one thing having someone say to you, do this, do that, do this. You within yourself, you have to internalize those instructions, and you go. You, you've got to implement them as best as you can. Um, and and if you have a routine at the start of the day that helps you do that, helps you be a better performer, then yeah, that's great. Well, talking about performance, uh, you know, as the composer and the conductor of a choir, I'm sure there are many similarities between being a leader in a business, whether it's a multinational business or a small business. What are some of those leadership lessons that are transferable from you as the conductor into people who are in business? Yeah, actually, strangely, before Ndlovu went crazy, I used to have my own production company and present workshops to companies on the similarities between music and business. Um, and I'd go in with a live band and we'd give a whole bunch of different examples. Um, and at, at that time, I was, I was using the, you know, I was saying you get your operational leadership um, in, in the sense where, where you really have to be very strong on communication. Um, I always use the example of a stop and go person working at a stop and go. If you, you know, it's a very straightforward job, but if you get it wrong, there's disastrous consequences. Um, and and I, I'd also use the example of conducting. Um, and I remember my first time I conducted a big, conducted a big orchestra, uh, I lost the orchestra. And I turned around to Maestro Richard Koch, who's a wonderful friend and mentor of mine. Um, and, and I turned to him and I said, Maestro, they're not following me. And he said, yes, because your, your upbeat isn't clear. And, and I was so busy focusing on the one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, where actually the key in conducting is the four. So it's one, two, three, four, one, two, three, four, one. So that when your four is clear, the orchestra knows exactly where your one is. And so in other words, I was, I was already showing the orchestra where I wanted to be before they had a chance to know where it would be. If that makes sense, I'm quite sure I'm verbalizing that correctly. But, you know, the communication of showing that upbeat is so important. You cannot expect people to follow if they don't know what you want them to do. So in a way, what I'm hearing you say is that uh, while you have to give them the big picture of where you're going, you also have to be very present in the moment. Absolutely. Um, but, it's, 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 you know, in music, you'd have tempo changes. So, you know, just like businesses have had tempo changes now in the pandemic. You know, some have slowed down, some have ramped up 100 times. And, and the, the leadership required to communicate, not just on an operational level of what's going on in the company, but also the ethos of how this is changing now and how we're doing this and how, we, how we're adapting 
is so important. So, I mean, we used to talk a lot about communication. Also spoke about um, innovation and creativity. Um, and that is something I, I, I in fact, I had, a, I had a, 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 a recording session, a production session uh, earlier this week. Where I had a fantastic guitarist coming in and playing some guitar for one of our new songs. Um, and, you know, I think in a very important lesson of leadership that I've learned over the years is, is, is actually stepping back and letting the talent within your team perform themselves and not be influenced, overly influenced by you. Um, and I, it, it's a lot easier said than done because I think as a leader, particularly if the, your team has very much the similar skills to what you have, you do want to hop in and help at every single corner. And, and, and sometimes it's just good to step back and let, and let, let, let your team's creativity flow. And, and you, you can always come back to it and, and, and reassess afterwards. But uh, so, so that's been an important lesson for me around leadership and creativity in music. Mm, I love what you just said about stepping back and creating space for those other voices to step up to, to the plate. And I think during this pandemic, with everything feeling so out of control, the default setting of any leader at the moment is to take control and to try and micromanage almost that which they can't. Because mm. if you're in a remote situation, you can't walk past your people and tap them on the shoulder and lean over and see what they're doing. And you really have to let go and trust that they will do what they have to do. And it's been a massive lesson for people and a big challenge to, to actually go hands off and to trust that people will do what they're supposed to do. But I also want to pick up on the tempo um, that you mentioned. There in music, there's just so many tempo changes, and especially in, when I think of movie music, you know, those long pieces of music. Uh, you can watch a movie scene with no music, and then you can watch a movie scene with music, and it changes absolutely everything. And you get those, you know, different kinds of music for the scary parts and for the exciting parts and for the sad parts and the happy parts. And it really amplifies your own connection to what's going on on the screen. And um, I mean, I, I choose music for, for different reasons. One of my favorites is that Forrest Gump suite, you know, the one from Forrest, with the, the, the feather that's floating down. They played yes. it at the end of the movie. It's a long, long piece. And it's got so many different qualities to it. In fact, when my children were really little, and this is when, you know, they were toddlers, um, that was a piece of music we used to play and we used to run around the garden in the house jumping like bambies and flying like butterflies because it had fast parts and slow parts and all sorts of things that made us feel and act differently. Um, during this sort of pandemic time, are there any pieces of music that, that you've used uh, to stir you, to make you feel more positive, better? Um, any, any particular pieces that speak to you that might also speak to, to our listeners? Yeah, strange. I mean, I, I actually, I mean, I'm obviously working on music every single day. So I actually, I, I do find creating music uh, is, is, is a wonderful outlet for me. I kind of lock myself in my studio with my two Labradors and we get on with it and kind of drift off into a different, I turn my phone off and I disconnect from the internet and I'm unreachable. Uh, which, which, which is great fun. But also, I mean, if I have to listen to music, I, I, I really do enjoy the music of Bach. 
I uh, go back to my classical roots. I was in the Drakensberg Boys Choir as a young chap. Um, and we sang all the Bach oratorios and Mozart Requiem and Handel's Messiah and Haydn's Schopfung and, and all of that. So, so I kind of go back to that music. It, it, it gives me a sense of peacefulness and restfulness and, and, and depth. I think uh, there, there, there's just so much, uh, you know, the other day Classic FM closed down or, or stopped operating. And it, it was such a tragic loss to South African music because I think there's so much in classical music that, that people can really connect with and and it, it, it's so soulful um, in a way to me that I don't think you you often find in other types of music if you really get into it and listen intently mm. uh, so I listen to a lot of classical music um, a lot of jazz uh, and and I have my guilty pleasures um, and I enjoy a lot of Kygo um, I've also got into Amapiano recently trying to understand that and come which is good fun so uh, the, the you know i feel very sorry for the curators of the spotify algorithm and playlists because there's one user that they've got absolutely no idea what this guy's into <laughs> because it's so vast oh that's absolutely fascinating and you know for me there are times in my life when a piece of music kind of symbolizes something um so if i feel the connect with tears for example i only have to listen to gladiator and that will connect me with uh, the sadness and the tears you know sometimes we have tears trapped within us and it can be so helpful to offload them but sometimes people can't you know you, you some people don't have a cry button and we need help <laughs> for me music helps me to access those tears so for me it would be something like gladiator if I wanted to be stirred into action, you know, beginning of a new project and get my energy going, it would be uh, something like Les Miserables. You know, do you hear the people sing? You know, that kind of rousing uh, song. And, 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 you know, sometimes, you know, love songs and things. When you're falling in love, you really understand how people write love songs. When you're not falling in love, it doesn't mean nearly as much to you. <laughs> well, I suppose it's always, you know, they always say after a breakup is when you, when you, all of a sudden, every single song on the radio seems to have been written for you. Yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah. So, so it's very situational and circumstantial often, uh, you know, how we yes. connect with music. You speak about how a song must have space for the choir. Yeah. I thought that was a beautiful line. I would love you to unpack that in terms of the choir, but also looking at people who are running businesses at the moment under great duress. How does that work? Yeah, well, I mean, um, I remember if take people back to our journey at AGT, um, I learned very quickly that just keep quiet and listen to the producers. Um, and, you know, they came up with song suggestions and, you know, I would listen to them and I'd, I'm not too sure, but every now and then they'd come up. To me, the key is always the song has got to lend itself to be to be South Africanized. So, um, you know, if I take higher love of the choir that the choir did, bring me a higher, bring me a higher, so you can, it's got all those little gaps for us to fill in um, and have the conversation. Music's a conversation. Um, and, and, you know, the key thing that perhaps the biggest 
lesson or message, I suppose, that, 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 that businesses and business, anybody, not just businesses, can take from music to me is, 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 is the simplest one, and that's listening. It's, it really is, you know, we live in a world, I think, where we, where we, where we so stuck in our own thoughts that we, that we don't often listen and consider other opinions um, and, 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 and listen for space to make the world better, if, if, if that makes sense. Um, and, and, and I think that, that, that is really, when we choose our music, it's, it's, it's about having that space for us to have, and it's sometimes a very special moment because sometimes you'll be working um, on a song, for example, like Africa, and you take that uh, by Toto, and you take that iconic dum 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 da dum dum dum, and we'll change it and make it vocal. Wozawetuwe Africa, kayaletuwe Africa, wozawet, which comes Africa, kayaletuwe Africa, Africa's my home. We're responding to that. You say, come to Africa. Africa's my home. And, and, and you're taking that piece that was written by an amazing artist. And, and, and it's almost as though you're having a conversation with them through music. Um, and it's a very special moment when you, when you are able to, to work with these great songs of, of great songwriters um, and, and have that conversation. Also a great responsibility. You know, we, we, I, we, we don't choose any piece. Um, like I said, the piece has to work for us. But also, once we choose that piece, you, you're taking someone else's art, um, and you're adding your own interpretation to it, and 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 that's a huge responsibility, because that person's put their heart and soul into that piece of art. Uh, it's like taking the Mona Lisa and painting something over it to try and make it different. If you're going to do that, you've got to make sure that what you paint on the Mona Lisa is good because, well, fortunately, music is not maybe a bad example because there's only one Mona Lisa. But if you're going to copy the Mona Lisa and do something, you've got to do it well. Otherwise, you yep. just ruin the original art. So make it better, in other words. Absolutely, yeah. <laughs> okay, so we've looked at, um, you know, leading a choir and leading a team. What advice do you have for members in a team? So your choir is made up of people who come together for some common purpose. And I'm sure you give them plenty of advice on how to be cohesive and how to come across with one voice, but how to incorporate all the diversity. I mean, it's such a lovely analogy. Yeah, so you will, you will actually notice that, well, there's two things, two issues that I'd like to unpack with that. Is the first is individuality. You'll notice our original Ndebele costumes, all the guys' shirts look different. They don't, no one's got the same pattern. No one's beading of the girls looks exactly the same. And that's because, you, you, to me, that represented the individualism within the group. So you, you, you are part of the group, but you are an individual in that group. And the success of that group relies on the individual skills and talents and, 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 and hearts and souls of each, each of its individual members. Um, but within the group, uh, the, you know, we work within a very um, clear ethos. Uh, you know, we, we, I always uh, refer to the old uh, union added injury to one, injury to all. Um, glory for one, glory for all. Um, and, and that's to say, for example, if there's a soloist singing in a song, that soloist is almost like a penalty taker in soccer. They just get to score the goal, but the team made the goal. Um, and it's, it's, you know, the team above all, 
to 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 me, you know, I, we, we, I, and I must say, I, honestly, at Nlova, there's very very little discipline issues. We have, I mean, they're young kids, and there's always the odd issue we got no no, no organisation wouldn't have, but I genuinely believe we have a lot less than normal. I um, mean, we've touched we've never had a major serious issue, um, and and I think that is because there is that ethos. And, and, and I always say to them, there's actually only one rule in this choir, and that's respect. Respect and concern. Respect for one another and respect for the group. And you got to, every action you take, you've got to say, ask yourself, am I being respectful and considerate towards the rest of the group and the ethos of the group? And with that, the rules explain themselves and the group, the cohesion within the group is maintained. Isn't that amazing that you can have few rules and people can actually get on with it and manage themselves, self-police, in, in other words, self-manage, self-leadership. That's what you, you're generating here are kids who are taking responsibility for their choices, their choice to be in the choir, their choice to show up, their choice to celebrate the team. Um, and that's rare these days. I think... Uh, there's some, probably something else there in addition to your culture of respect and concern is that they have perhaps found meaning in the work they're doing, the work of the choir. Would that no, I think it's, sorry to interrupt you. I think it's, it's, it's also having the few rules only works if the ethos is clearly defined. Um, so, for example, if a child arrived at a music video shoot with a swear word on their T-shirt, you know, the whole group would address that before I even look at it. And they'd probably say, please just change before Ralphie's. <laughs> um, and, and, and that's because the question is, are you showing respect to the values and the ethos of the group by arriving in a T-shirt like that? If you're going to, when we're on tour, um, uh, drink and be drunk and, you know, bring the, the, the group's name in disrepute, are you showing respect and concern to the values and the ethos of the group? And, and it's, it's about clearly defining exactly what the ethos and the values are. To me, that's more important than a rule book. I mean, I can sit out and write 500 rules. It's not a problem. Um, if your nails are painted in a neon color, so when the stage lights go off or go dim, they stand out. Is that within the, no, that's not respect, glory for one, glory for all. You're trying to stand out. You don't look like we, so you're not allowed to have your nails like that. If you're going to make your hair an outrageous hairstyle, that that really doesn't match the values. You know, so it, it goes everywhere. And I also, with all those sort of things, empower the choristers. When there's a, um, a, a an, an issue around dress code or hair or whatever, I go to the seniors, I say, you guys need to sort that out. Um to me, it's not acceptable. Um, if you come to me afterwards and say, actually, you do feel it's acceptable, I will support you with that. And I'll listen to them and I'll go with it. But more often than not, 99% of the time, they take ownership of it. And that's, that's the whole thing is that ownership. Um, I always say to them, it's not my choir, it's our choir. And, and, that, and that's extremely important really essential. Um, and I just love the way you have really highlighted listening, because listening is the thing we just do so badly in communication, because usually we are just listening in order to reply, not in order to hear. And what you've just demonstrated 
you know, just in this interaction about giving them responsibility for deciding what is okay and what is not okay within the culture of the choir uh, really is about the fact that you're, you are listening to them, but you still have an expectation within that very simple framework of respect and concern. Um, so it's, it's an easy one because it isn't 500 rules it's an easy one for them to measure against and make decisions against. And it just it just resonates so much for me, especially around um, the younger generation, uh, because we do need to empower them to take ownership while also having an expectation of them. So keeping, in a way, that culture you've creating, created as a container, which is keeping them safe. But within that container, they have flexibility and the ability to put their own stamp on things and have a voice. Yeah, look, I, I mean, I must be honest here. I mean, when they do step out of line, it, 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 it is very uh, accurately dealt with. <laughs> we can put it that way. Um, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, but 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 that's a, you know that's also important for me is you know I will I will, I will deal with it very quickly, um, and 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 hopefully it, it, the, the 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 punishment or the the way it's been dealt with is you know matches the indiscretion, but never ever ever hold a grudge, um, and 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 deal with an issue quickly and move on. Um, because when there's grudges, that's when the group starts splitting apart, mm. um, and 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 that cohesion is is lost. I think everybody can handle a telling off if they know and accept that what they did was wrong, um, but it's the grudge that, that 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 is unacceptable. So in a way, you're fostering a learning culture that we learn from our mistakes. Uh, you know, that black box thinking, they talk about black box thinking, you know, there's an mm. airplane have a black box, which tracks, yeah. you know, what happens on an airplane. And there is just so much data about everything that happens that you can learn from it. And you can make different decisions next time. And human beings are like that. We are learning beings. And I think it's amazing when you can create a culture of learning and acceptance that we will make mistakes, but we will deal with them and we will move on and we will do it better next Sorry, another thing that's really important is, you know, we, we've done a lot of videos where they've had to do like crazy things. You know, we would, we would um, uh, you know, we, we, we're busy working on one now about a baby goat, for example. And, and, and they look at me as though, Ralph, you finally lost it. I mean, this is ridiculous. Um, or we were shooting shallow in Bloberg Beach and I said to them, you're going to have to stand in the cold Atlantic with your, you know, cold feet. This is Lady Gaga's shallow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the water's icy there. Um, but they know I will never do something that will make them look silly. Um, and, and I will always try as best as I can to, to, to represent the best version of who they are. Um, and it's that, what I'm getting at is that trust. That trust is sacred. Um, I can't even as a joke tell them to go and do something that makes them feel silly. Yeah. yeah. Because, you know, we joke around a lot, but that, that level of trust on a stage or when we're making a video or a production, and, and there is that trust. They, they will moan and they'll say, oh, Ralph, are you, are you sure you want to do this? I'm like, listen, off you go. No, no options, off you go. 
Um, and, and they do it again, sometimes begrudgingly and sometimes enthusiastically, but they always do it. And when they do it, they give their absolute 100%. Um, and over the years, that trust has been built up. So I think in, in, in from where I'm trying to get at a leadership perspective is, is also to, to, to when you presenting ideas that are, that are whack and out the box, um, I think there is a responsibility on the leader to ensure that there is a trust within that team. That, that, that you're not doing something that, that is leading them down the garden path. Yeah. I have a, a framework called um, being a journeyman, that we journey with our team members. We don't, we're not separate. We journey together, and it's about helping everybody win. Um, you're helping them to win, and they're helping you to win. It's not me telling you what to do. We're in this together. And it sounds like you've just developed the most incredibly strong, powerful relationships with these young people. And um, it's an absolute inspiration to, to watch. And I can only imagine, you know, how many takes of a video there must be, um, the discipline, the patience, the commitment that you have to have to do this kind of work. It doesn't happen. I mean, we see a five-minute video, but a five-minute video takes how long to actually produce? Absolutely. Um, I mean, just taking one step back from, from, from the videos, you know, I also always say that I've learned just as much from them, if not more, than they have from me, um, particularly as a, as a white South African growing up in the later stages of apartheid. I was probably too young to remember apartheid, but I was, I think, 12 in 94. So, um, and I had very little to do uh, with, not that my parents didn't want me to or that we were weird or anything like that. It was just that's how it was. Um, and, and, and having the privilege of, of being able to know my fellow countrymen and how they live and what they do has, 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 has just been the most enriching experience. Um, and, yeah, but, I mean, getting to the videos, I mean, they do take ages. Um, you know, some of them are, most of them are shot over a day or two. Um, and the editor has to sit with terabytes of footage. Um, and, and work through it and put it together. And that's also wonderful to see these young people because they just do it over and over. And, and we've got a thing that if I say we're doing it again, they're not allowed to complain. They have to go, yes. Um, <laughs> and I know that in their heart, they're like, mm. but subconsciously, if you go, yes, even if you really don't feel like it and you're being forced to do it, I, I do feel that it's, you're going to be in a better space when you do it again than if you say, oh, it's all right. Or I say to them, okay, guys, I know you're really tired. Let's just do it one more time, please. We'll, 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 we'll never go into that space. It's always maintain that energy and that, that, that psychology of, yes, 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 we're going to do it. And, and I know at times they really don't feel yes, and they're just saying yes because to keep me happy. But I genuinely feel it works. Yeah. So you're really talking about giving energy leadership at the end of the day. We shepherd our own energy and what we bring to the room, what we bring to the table is a choice. And you're teaching them to, to make a really positive choice and that their choices impact on everything. Before we wrap up, I wanted to just ask you if you could expand on this line because it connects with the fact, you know, you just spoke about growing up, uh, you know, in the era that you grow, grew up in and how much you've learned from these young people. There's that line that I, I mentioned at the beginning of the uh, conversation, just because you are born in poverty doesn't mean you are poverty. Absolutely. I mean, I, I always say 
you know, whenever I, when we perform at conferences and a lot of the time we've been doing it now online, um, and I say, we're a tiny little township or a little village in Limpopo. You would drive past our village, you'd hardly know it's there. And look how much talent and potential has been unearthed there. Um, and, and, and how much wealth does South Africa have that we haven't realized? Um, and how much potential does our, does our country have? And just because a community is poor economically, it doesn't mean there's extraordinary wealth and potential within that community. I love that. It is just so unbelievably inspiring uh, to be able to get that perspective and to be able to give that perspective uh, is such a gift. So, Ralph, it has been such a privilege to spend this last half hour or so chatting to you. Uh, what struck me really about our conversation um, is that it's all about connection. Music is all about connection and that it can be so symbolic of so many other things in our lives. And just how you as a leader have paid attention to detail, how you have embraced diversity when you mentioned that we're all in the same costumes, but each costume is very slightly different, the beading or the colors or something, that you actually are able to allow each team member to express themselves uniquely within that group is, is just such a powerful analogy for anybody who's running a team, whether it's in an organization, association, a business, or a school. And just how music is a conversation, um, that it is a conversation that is about the giving, the receiving, the doing, and the listening. And I just so loved that aspect of giving the individual's space to express themselves um, and, and how you customize your songs with those, those little bits, those little African sounds, a bit of instrumental, some words, and that it becomes something so unbelievably unique. So thank you for giving so generously of your time and your insights. Where, oh, thank you. Appreciate it. Where can our listeners get hold of you? Because I'm sure there are people who are dying to book uh, to have your choir. And you said you're doing virtual events, even if, you know, now that we're in this sort of hybrid world. Um, where can they get hold of you? So they can uh, email us at hello at um, Hello, uh, as yeah. in H-A or H-E. H-E-L-L-O, hello, at indlovu.com, yes. N-D-L-O-V-U dot com. Yeah. Um, or they can uh, just get us on our socials. We are on Instagram, Facebook, Twitter, YouTube, TikTok, all of them. So, yeah, we're quite easily contactable and... Uh, yeah, we do We've got a beautiful virtual impact when the lockdown started. We, we, we transformed our rehearsal venue into a television studio. Um, so we've been doing live streams and uh, virtual shows on our chroma key studio throughout the lockdown. And uh, in fact, if it wasn't for that, uh, I'm not sure if we'd still be together today. So it's, it's been wonderful that we could do that. And yeah, we appreciate that. Yeah, so you've shown great resilience in being able to pivot in these uncertain and difficult times. And uh, thanks again, Ralph. I mean, it's been no, amazing. I will always remember this injury for one, injury for all, glory for one, glory for all. I think that is just a beautiful line uh, for everybody to remember. 
So to our listeners, if you want some insights, some further insights on how to dance with disruption to win at work and life, do get hold of my brand new book, Future Proof Yourself, which hits the shelves in early July 2021, published by Penguin Random House. You can also order your copy on my website, nickybush.com. And please don't forget, if you want to get hold of the Englovel Choir, we've given you those details, and I'm sure they could add some amazing upliftment and hope to any event that you're having, either live or virtually, whether now or in the future. So it has been just such a, a gift to be here with you, to share Ralph and his amazing and unique special talent for raising people up, no matter what their circumstances, through the power of music. To our listeners, please send through your comments, questions and topic suggestions to info at nickybush.com. You're invited to share this podcast with your friends and colleagues to empower them to win at work and life too.